Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, today, I have a friend with me. You can say hi. What up? <laughs> this is Logan, and today we're going to talk about um, being where your feet are because um, I think this was in the fall. It was last semester, and I was just kind of like freaking out about so many different things. And I, I don't even remember what I asked you, Logan, but I was like, I think, I think you posted something on your story or something. I, I just slid up. I, it's just like, be, be where your feet are. Yeah, I, I think so. It was something like that. But I was like freaking out and you're like, be where your feet are. And I was like, okay, cool. That's not really what I wanted to hear, but that's a pretty good point that you make. And then that same month, two other people told me that. So like within the span of like 30 days, I had three people tell me, be where your feet are. And so finally I was like, okay, what does this really mean? Because so many people are telling me this and I'm not really sure if I'm understanding what it means to just be where your feet are or not even what it means like how to actually practice it and so that's what we're talking about today so logan's gonna do the answering because clearly i don't know (laughs) but so logan i just want to start by asking what does this like mean to you like when somebody's like be where your feet are what do you take that to mean from college to the workforce or like being in college or I mean even high school like we're always or at least I was always just looking forward to the next thing like okay I can't wait to go to college okay I can't wait to be married okay I can't wait to graduate okay I can't wait to start working and it took me actually working getting to that last step of working to realize like hey like I've missed out on many opportunities because I was looking forward to the next like I was always Mm -hmm. looking forward in the I kind of sat down and did some like self-evaluation and just kind of <laughs> talking to God about it and it just dawned on me like when whenever I or whenever somebody says like be where your feet are I think for me it was like whatever current situation is going on is be in that moment so like and I think it gets kind of out of context when people say be, be where your feet are because most people think of be where your feet are in the good ways but for me it's like be where your feet are in the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Like, God has put you in that current situation for a reason. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, I think it's good to embrace it and find opportunity in it. I guess another way you can put it is, like, look at the glass half full instead of half empty. Yeah. Like, just going through the ups and downs of life, like, you, sometimes you feel like you're at your lowest, and sometimes you feel like you're at your highest, but, like, in those moments, like, that's where you need to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. And I feel like you have a good perspective on it, too, because you do have, like, different areas of your life where you've lived this out, like a bunch of different seasons of life at, that yeah. look pretty different, too. So yeah, would you... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to say, would you say that there's, like, certain times where you find it harder than others? I, yeah, all, all, the, all the time. <laughs> sense but yeah like i just i just try to be where i am at that moment and um yeah kind of lost my train of thought that's okay that's good um so how do you implement that in your daily living like what does that look like day to day for you to be where your feet are and not 
focus so much on what's coming next. Yeah, so I, for me, I, I try to set good daily tasks mm -hmm. and reminders of why I'm here and what I what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Before uh, before we started this main event, we're talking about my job and stuff like that. What I'm doing now, and um, uh, at the at the yeah, I can't talk. <laughs> Right. I, I don't think it's a coincidence that the person sitting behind me is not the biggest Christian. Right. You know, like, I don't think the person on the other side of the cubicle is agnostic. You know, like, I think I was put there to hopefully change their lives and turn their lives to Jesus. And it took me, it took me a couple of months to realize that. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to spend, like, daily reminders of, to myself and to realize, like, what I'm here to do on this earth and not just live for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Because I feel like sometimes it can be so easy to get caught up in like, okay, God, why do you have me here? Like, I feel like I'm not doing anything. This isn't fun. I don't like this. Like, yeah. this is annoying. But it really is like, yeah. in the bigger picture, it, I feel like so much of what we do is about people and like God's people and the people that we come in contact with and how we can better serve them. 100%. 100%. And so I think that's a good point that you made is just like to really feel gratitude with where you're at right now is just noticing the people around you and how you can help them. Um, so another question I have for you is, so since like be where your feet are is a big part of the way that you live and like something that you really have incorporated into your life, does that mean that you just like don't plan for the future at all? Or what does that kind of look like? So not, I mean, not necessarily. And I'm still like, I'm still working on this for myself and hopefully other people from this podcast will work on it too. But <laughs> I think God is the, the one who determines my future. Mm -hmm. like, I have no control right. over what he has in store for me. Maybe I can like turn in some direction, but in reality, like it, and like I said, I'm still working on it. It's just like putting all my trust and faith in him. Like whatever is in the future is going to be good for me. Yeah. No matter like how uncomfortable that makes me or what, what is to come from it so yeah I think that's good I feel like for me at least I know I get so caught up in planning for the future because I have a really really big fear of the future and so I try to exercise some form of control by planning for it because that makes me feel like I am in control and so I think sometimes taking a step back from like all the planning and just focusing on where I'm at in the moment is really beneficial but then I do think that there are times where, I mean, it is helpful for me to plan because then I can know, like, even just, like, something as silly as, like, my class schedules. Like, I can plan for it and know that, like, ultimately the Lord guides my paths. But to also know that, like, I have, mm, I'm trying to think of the word, like, responsible. I've done something responsible and, like, I'm making sure that I will be, it will turn out okay, you know? actually be going to that camp this summer mm -hmm. like that was like i mean a month before that camp started that was i had never even heard of that place <laughs> yeah I, I had no idea what that place was i'd never heard of it and uh, this I'll, I'll, I'll say this story somehow some way bobby got my phone number he reached out to me so hey i'm being auburn doing an interview whatever and he was like i'm with campos or looked into it i was like eh, i mean to 
youth camp, so kids camp, whatever. I thought at the time I was too old to do it. <laughs> but I, I actually dodged his first interview. I, d- I ditched him. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to go do that. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I did. And then he texted me again. He was like, hey, man, I'm going to be here tomorrow. And uh, if you still want to come and check it out. Like, and I was like, eh, maybe. And like, I, I called a bunch of different people, friends, family. And I was like, hey, there's this camp. And I mean, all of them said the same thing. Like, hey, like you know what you should do. Like, you're just trying to call us to talk you out of it. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know what? So I'll go in for an interview. Anyways, fast forward, going for an interview. End up going to camp, absolutely loving it. And I, I go up to Bobby, um, like, probably a couple weeks into it. And I was like, hey, man, how did you, uh, how did you get my phone number to text me? And he was like, oh, we get our phone numbers through, like, organizations and stuff and uh, stuff like that through the university. Well, I'm not in, I'm not in any organizations. <laughs> I'm not in a fraternity at the university. So what I think is, I think he mistyped the phone number and ended up texting me anyways. Yeah. Wow. I think that story reflects, like, yeah, I didn't know at the time what I was going to be doing or how I was going to be doing it, but I knew it was what God wanted me to do. Yeah. You know, I put me in that situation and made all those events happen for me to be at that camp mm-hmm. and hopefully impact the lives of people I was around and the children as well. Right, yeah. That's awesome, actually. That's really cool. I feel like there's so many times, at least for me, where I start to spiral about what I'm doing and I'm like, okay, have I made the right decisions to lead me to where I am? Is this the college I'm supposed to be at? Is this the job I'm supposed to be at? Should I have gone to camp? Should I go back to camp? Like, things like that. And I really feel like it's so comforting to know that ultimately... Like, the Lord has it already written out. Like, he knows how our story is going to end, and he knows what's going to happen before it does. And so, like, in this precise moment in time, we are exactly where he has intended for us to be. And we're we're in contact with the people we're supposed to be in contact with. We're crossing paths with the right people. We're handed the right opportunities, and we're part of the right experiences. And I just feel like that's really comforting because I feel like it's in my control. And then when that like causes me stress and it causes me to worry and then when I step back and realize that it's not in my control I really feel like I can just rest in knowing that he's good and that he has it for me yeah absolutely um okay so another question for you is how do you stay present I know you said you have like little reminders but just like I don't know do you feel like it's something you have to consciously remind yourself of or is it just kind of like part of your being it's it's an everyday thing Mm -hmm. I have to remind myself constantly in different kind of moments of anger emotions, happiness, joy whatever emotion I have to constantly remind myself like why I'm here I can never let the one true reason why I'm here slip away Mm -hmm. and do the Lord's work and be a servant for him right yeah so going off of that too I was going to say what role does God um, play and just being where your feet are and being present in every moment. I'd say the role he plays in is the only role. You know, like there is, I don't think there's other roles for it. And I, I think that he's the reason I'm able to have feet to be able to be where I am. Does that make sense? That's true. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah so it's, I mean, yeah, the, God, God's the mate. Like he's the, he's front and center. He's everything and Mm -hmm. I cannot let that slip away yeah I feel like something that I heard recently that 
relates to this that has really stuck with me is that the power of the cross is bigger than your fear of the future. Because, oh, like, yeah, I mean, that's just it's something I've struggled with for years and I'm still, like, wrestling with. And the more I know God and the more I know about his character, the less that it worries me because I understand, like, the magnitude of what Jesus did on the cross and how that really has, like, trumped every single fear that I could ever have of the future because it's already finished, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not like a, it's not an overnight thing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, just trying to remind myself every, like, because he, I mean, he's got all the control. You mm-hmm. know, like, I, I can, I can control what I can control is, like, something I heard. Yeah. Recently, a book that was kind of like, that was big for me, was controlling what you can control, which is not really a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if like you've ever meditated on any verses or anything in in like accordance to this but I feel like Ecclesiastes 3 1 through 8 is just like I mean the entire essence of that passage is being where your feet are it says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to uproot a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. And what I really like about that is that I feel like everything that there's a time for, there's a complete opposite time for it. And I feel like we really don't account for that so often in life because it's like, okay, all I want is joy. All I want is peace. And the thing is, is like, yeah, there's going to be times for that, but God has also designed times for mourning and time for war and time for hate. Like, he's already planned those things out, and they all kind of juxtapose the more positive side of it. But the reality is, is that, like, there is a time for all of it. And so just like reminding yourself to be where your feet are and to be in the moment, I think is so helpful in that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a good, a good phrase that I like to tell myself every day is even when I have, I think I have some of the best days and I'm like, I'm, I'm doing the Lord's work. I, I think I'm doing what I should be. I'm where I need to be at. I tell myself like this, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, like, when I have my worst days, like, nothing can go right for me. Like, I'm just I'm just beating myself up, and I, I feel like I'm at the bottom of the barrel. I also tell myself, like, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. But, like, using that, I use that as, like, a daily reminder as well to, to be where I am and be in that moment. Yeah, that's good. Like, there really is, I mean, there's a time for it. There's a time for the good days, and there is a time for the bad days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so whenever we were like talking about this is what we we're going to talk about or whatever, I wrote down another verse. Um, it's James 4.13, the one that says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go to such and such city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. And I love that so much because there's so many times where I'm like, okay, so tomorrow I'm going to do this, this, and this, and then the next day I'm going to do this, this, and this. And, like, the reality is is that, like, God is in control of all of it. He could take the breath from my lungs right now if he wanted to. Like, 
I like you can't plan for tomorrow because you have no idea what it's going to bring and it's kind of foolish to really undermine the authority of God and be like well I'm going to do this because it's what I say I'm going to do like you very well could not and so I just feel like having the fear of God really goes hand in hand with that absolutely um, it's a, definitely a day by day mm-hmm. walk the faith yeah I agree with that for sure because it's like, uh, I don't know. Whenever it's not day by day, it's so much easier to be up in arms about what's going to come when yeah. we have nothing to do with that. Yeah, and if, honestly, like for me, or for me at least, like if I don't take it day by day and I look forward to what's to come, mm-hmm. like what's in the future, then I, I've missed out on so many opportunities. Yeah. In that day, you know. Yeah, that's very true, honestly. I think that's good. And I think I think there's so many times that like I'm worried about what's going to come in the future, you know? And it's so hard to focus on like all the good that I have right now. Like you really take it yeah. for granted whenever you're concerned with what you don't have. So like for me a big thing is like I really want to get married and I want to have family and I want to have children. But Whenever all I'm thinking about is that, then I'm not being where my feet are, and I'm not appreciating the season of singleness and, like, the gift that being single really is. And so I feel like whenever you're not, just like the opposite, be where your feet are, you're (laughs) not practicing gratitude, too, for where you're at and for what you do have that's so beautiful in its own way. Like, yes, someday I will be married and I will have children and it'll be so beautiful, but also where I'm at right now is equally as delightful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think the season of singleness goes really, that's uh, what I'm looking for. It was kind of, people kind of go over it, I uh-huh. would say, like the season of singleness and how much time we actually do have our hands uh-huh. in, in the single, in, in the season of singleness. Yeah. That was something I had to realize too, because yeah, just like I have way more time now than I would be if I was in a relationship or uh-huh. a family or stuff, you know. Yeah, and I mean the Bible even speaks to it. It says that like it's better to be single. Who is it that says that? What's his name? Is it Paul? <laughs> Might be. I don't know. Some man in the Bible says that though, because it's really the only time that you have where you're fully devoted to the Lord because you're not giving your time to someone else and you're not invested in someone else. Like, whenever you're in a relationship, you are giving half of yourself away. And so, like, your time with the Lord is so much more limited because you have somebody else that you're caring about. And so, like, it's so easy to get caught up. And while I wish that I had that relationship, when the reality is that when you don't, it's just as beautiful because you're growing with the Father. And so that's something to be grateful for in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's 1 Corinthians 7. I don't know which specific, but singleness is a way to follow Jesus and devote influence, time, energy, and relationships to help others in a way that married people can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is Paul then. Paul wrote Corinthians. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Good teamwork on that one. <laughs> I like. I do that a lot, I realize. It's like I'll reference something from the Bible and have like no idea where it came from, no idea who said it, and then I'm like, is this true or am I making this up? Um, but yeah, that's good. Also, um, another verse I wrote down, sorry, I wrote down a couple. 
Um, big fan of the Bible around here. Um, <laughs> Matthew 6, 33-34, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I feel like as somebody that does spend a lot of time worrying about tomorrow, this is just so comforting because it's saying it's like you don't need to do that. Like you're just giving your energy to something that doesn't need to be worried about. Like there's enough troubles in today. So be here, be where you are and focus on that. And so I just think that's super helpful. And also the way that it starts by saying, but first seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. It's saying like God wants to give you good things. Everything that we have in our hearts is a desire. He wants to give to us. And so why would we worry about it? Like all he's asking is that we put him first and seek him and he'll give it to us. So like instead of worrying about whether or not we're going to have it, we should spend time with him and our desires, one, become more like his, and two, he wants to give them to us, you know? Absolutely. Um, my, my thing is, like, I like, I'll, I also like to tell myself and other people, it's like, trust God and then everything else will fall into place. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, you, if you put him as your number one at the top of your list, then everything else will follow. Mm-hmm. But, I've, I mean, I've even experienced this, like, putting putting God on maybe two or three and then something else prioritize at the top like it, it doesn't work like that it yeah like that. it that's true like that. uh-huh and then you the know, things that you put down. at the top start to crumble too you yeah, know I hate that it, it took me so long to realize that mm-hmm. like, I never I never got that in college and then I mean I, the honest answer is like not even till four or five months ago I had to, I realized that yeah and, and then you're like, like wow I can't, just, I can't just have a checklist mark off read my Bible, doing my devotion and praying and then continue my day. It's like, he has to be number one at the top all the time. Uh-huh. And, and then everything else will fall into place accordingly. Yeah. Like in every aspect of your day, I think really just like incorporating the father into that is like, and then you see how good it is and you see how, like how much more peace and joy and just like how beautiful it really is to spend time with him and have him first. And it's like, yeah. why did I not do this sooner? Like, yeah. This is so lovely, and it's I love it so much. And if I had known it could be this good, I would have done it so much sooner. And it's like we did know it could be that good. The Bible tells us that, you know. Yeah. And Absolutely. so that's awesome, though. That is something that like, oh, it just takes so long to learn. I think that's been me too for the last couple of months. Is like, the more time I spend with God, the more that I want to. And I'm like, I don't understand how I've never felt like this before. Like. There's just so much to learn, and I feel so much more peace whenever I'm in the Word and I'm understanding that He's faithful to His children and that He keeps His promises. And I'm like, if I could have this source of comfort all the time, why would I not, you know? Absolutely. And also the thing is, like, if we know that and we know how good God is and how comforting He is, then how could we not tell everybody about it, too, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Why would we want to keep this joy? right yeah yeah that's like the big thing and that also kind of goes back to what you were saying about just like the people that you're around being a big part of your why and like you're okay I know that I am where I'm supposed to be because of these people Yeah. and it's just like I have something that's so good and it's such a wonderful gift and I want to be able to share it with y'all 
that's really good. I honestly don't think that there's any such thing as coincidence in the realm of the kingdom. Like, there's just no way God does things on accident. I think it's all very intentional and very purposeful. And I also don't think he's taken by surprise by anything, obviously, because he has it all planned out. So he's not like, oh, that was an accident that they met. Like, what a coincidence that was. Like, no, it's not. He's like, Perfect. This is going exactly how I had it planned. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that's really cool. And then I just have one last verse that I wrote down, which was Psalms ninety twelve. And it says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And whenever I read that, I really just took it to mean that like we would do well to live our days one at a time. Like to not let yesterday ruin today and to not let tomorrow ruin today. Because I think yeah. I mean, there's so many times where it's like, oh, man, I had a really bad day. And then you wake up the next morning and you're like, oh, remember everything that happened yesterday? Like, that was such a bad day. And you just, like, carry it on over to your next day. And it's like, no, leave that behind. It's over. It's done. Today is a new day. His mercies are new every morning. Let's have the new day. And then it's like, okay, but I have all this going on tomorrow and I'm still worried about it. I'm so stressed about it. And then you let that ruin today. And it's like, no, that's not happening yet. Like, just let it be. And be where your feet are for a minute. Yeah, can't let it carry over. Mm-mm. It's never gonna, never gonna work out in your favor. No, then there's like literally never gonna be a good day. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> there's yeah. always something to be worrying about for the next day, and it's like, no, that's, that's not how we're called to live. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think that I liked that one. I, um, I just wish I could have realized it sooner. Yeah. Oh gosh, but it would make things easier. So true. <laughs> That's so I'm true. I'm, I'm where I'm, exact, I'm exactly where I need to be. Mm-hmm. And also, like, now that it's something that you've learned, like, I mean, you were able to teach this to me, you know, and so it is something, it's like, you learn it, and then you share it with other people, and it's so cool to get to be like, well, I used to have a really hard time with this, too, and I worried about this, too, but then I learned this, and it changed my life, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. That's so true. Um, so, do you have any other, like, practical tips and tricks that you have about being where your feet are? Like, if somebody was like, this is something I really want to start doing. Like, I really, I want to be where my feet are. I want to focus on the present moment, but I just don't know where to start. What's something that you would say? I mean, my, where, to be honest, where, where I started was I got a, a daily verse app where it was, it, it didn't take more than two or three minutes to read. You read a verse, and then a pastor did a two-paragraph devotion on it, and then that was that was it. That'd mm-hmm. be it, you know. But that's how I started, and it was a daily thing. And I kept doing it, and then as I kept doing it, my knowledge and curiosity grew even more. So then I began opening my Bible and then started to read books, and it just it just grew from there. So I mean, it can be as little as reading a verse a day. Yeah. You know, like, it, 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 I don't think it takes a lot for God to work. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> yeah. my advice to starting that journey of being where your feet are and wanting to, wanting to set the daily reminders and actually live in the moment for the Lord would be, like, just little 
stuff like that, like writing or journaling or the Daily Bible Verse app. Like, just little stuff like that, and that'll eventually evolve into more and more and more. Mm-hmm. That's good. I like that a lot. Um, I think mine that I'm going to offer is to really just try to practice gratitude because that more that you are grateful, the more that you realize you have to be grateful for and the less you're going to worry about what you don't have or about what is to come. And so I'd say like a really practical tip is like when you wake up before you do anything, before you grab your phone or anything, write down five things you're thankful for, like in that moment, like it could be, I'm thankful that I woke up just now. I'm thankful that I had a cool dream. I'm thankful that I'm going to eat this this afternoon, like something like that, like just whatever you're grateful for, whatever you feel in your heart that you're like, I want to thank God for this. And then also another super practical way to practice gratitude that I started doing and that a lot of my friends have now started doing is set um, an alarm on your phone. We call it the grateful alarm. It just says, what are you grateful for? It goes off every day at 730 and it's just a time to sit and be like, okay, what happened today that I can thank the Lord for? And whenever you do that, you realize then like throughout your days, you start to pick up like, oh, I'm going to say this when my grateful alarm goes off or, oh, I could, I could be grateful for this one later. And then suddenly you have 20 things to be grateful for instead of one. And you're a lot more focused on that than you are on what else there is to worry about in the coming days, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I like, I like those a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to take your, take your five, write down five things you're grateful for every morning. Yeah. That's, that's really good. I think that's good. I won't even lie. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't done that, but I suggested it. And so now I'm going to start because if I said it, I have to do it. But um, I listened to the Becoming Something podcast. I'm so obsessed with it right now. And that's what, huh? I said, I love that podcast. I think Jonathan is Yes. He's, oh, he's the best. In my mind, we're best friends because I listen to them every day. And so that's one thing that he said he does. And I was like, this is sick. I should do it. I'm actually reading one of his books right now. What are you reading? It's uh, why I do what I don't want to do. <gasps> do you like it? I do. So far, I do. Guys, so, book recommendation. <laughs> book recommendation. Why I do what I don't want to do. Also, Jonathan. another book recommendation by Jonathan Pagluda is Outdated. It's a Christian dating book, and I recently read that, and it is also so good. So, funny story about I have that book as well. Uh-huh. I, I don't know what podcast it was. I think it was the one with the... Oh, what's the girl from Auburn's name? Madison, is that her name? Yeah, Maddie Pruitt. Maddie Pruitt, mm-hmm. yeah, he, was, he was on the podcast with her, and he was like, yeah, you and your spouse or wife need to need to read that together. And I was like, oh, so probably shouldn't read this by myself. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll just, I'll read the other one first, and then, and then we'll get to that one. Yeah, no, read the one you're reading now, and then read the other one, because you can definitely go ahead and read it. I read it, and I was like, this is great, and then I was like, Wow, everybody I know needs to read this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, anyway, you have anything else to say about Be Where Your Feet Are? Uh, big takeaway is, I would say, is be where your feet are. That was yeah, some right. really good insight. That's a great point that yeah, you made. Okay, sorry. Because yeah. Those bad times are gonna have you come out even stronger. Yeah. That's good. That was a good point, actually. Yeah. You didn't let me finish this podcast. Obviously, obviously, I hope they would understand. I know. I just thought it was funny. I was hoping there was gonna be more, and but 
it was funny for a second. Yeah, that's good. I like that a lot. Well, thank you for coming on today. And everybody, thank y'all for listening. Yeah, thank y'all. Um, thank you for having me, Sav. Yeah, <laughs> guest speaker. And I'll be back sometime next week. I hope everybody has a lovely week.